What's up, party people? And welcome to another episode of the Runner Under the Influence podcast. Once again, I am your host, Franklin Presba, a.k.a. Frank the Running Tank, and this is episode 45. That's right, people, 45 episodes in. Up, uh, uh, For me, this is still season one, because <laughs> for some reason... I want to make my first season 50 episodes, so that's I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it, and that's what it's going to be. But, yeah, this is episode 45. This will be a rather short one since uh, my previous week wasn't so running-related. It was more uh, a work-related as I was doing side gigs to make extra money to pay for races and shoes and, and basically just to put some money in my savings. So, uh, yeah, uh, strap on, put your shoes on. As this episode is about to start now. So, party people. Um, this last weekend was a tiring, uh, unorganized, dirty, sweaty, smelly weekend. <laughs> so, um, I got offered an opportunity to work Rolling Loud, the hip-hop festival in uh, the Hard Rock Stadium. Or, I, I should say, in the parking lot area of the Hard Rock Stadium. And, um... I was working for a vendor. There's some friends that I met beforehand, and uh, I had worked with them previously. And uh, every time they're in uh, South Florida, they usually offer me some uh, gigs so I can make some extra money. And uh, usually it's been a pretty decent experience. Not too bad. Um, but this time around, it was completely unorganized, man. It was a shit show from beginning to end. And uh, wow, uh, where do I start basically? So Friday, nothing was set up. The venue opened at three. Oh, what a fail. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the venue opened at three and uh, we weren't set up and selling. So it's it were they were smoothie stands. Uh, we had four stands throughout the venue. And uh, by contract, we're supposed to be open when the venue opens and we're supposed to close when the last show um, goes on, basically. And uh, we were so close that first day, at least the the uh, vendor that I was working for was so close to being closed down by um, the health department. Not that I, I, I would like to say, yeah, basically the inspectors of the show because of the fact that we ended up opening up around 7 p.m., which was insane, and still, and still, people, listen to this craziness, so we pro we missed four hours of sales, and then by the time we opened at 7 p.m., and it went all the way till, uh, what, 1.30 in the morning, the vendor still cleared around $30,000 between the four stands, which is a ridiculous amount of uh, like could you imagine it would have been i i think it would have been double that or even yeah i think it would have been double that if you would have opened up at three o'clock when the doors opened that's incredible and the food stand of the vendors uh mind you so the 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 part that i was working for was just a smoothie sense i had nothing to do with the food distribution or anything like that and it was a pizza it's called uh mia's pizza or mama's pizza i forget the name and they cleared eighty thousand dollars their first night so in total it was a nice hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars minus expenses and food and produce and everything else. So who knows what they made? And then the second night—that was the first night, which was an unorganized shit show um, from beginning to end. I ended up getting at the venue at twelve o'clock, and then just working my ass off the entire way through. We were supposed to have a golf cart. We didn't have a golf cart, so I had to get a little dolly and I had to lug everything throughout the entire venue, which was 
crazy. So it was, I ended up uh, logging in like 36,000 steps around 17 some odd miles, maybe around there, 18 some odd miles um, of just walking back and forth, lugging bananas and pineapples and, and strawberries and mangoes and big heavy bags across a venue filled with people that did not want to move or make it easy for any of the workers to actually migrate from one stand to another stand to take things and and it was just it was a holy shit show so uh my thought was that okay now that we got everything set up saturday would be a little easier uh and it kind of was but it kind of wasn't just because i don't know maybe it's it maybe it's just something like maybe it's just me right anything i do once again i preach anything you do do it with 100 percent. and for some reason i take that shit literally and i always do it so i know this is a side gig right and i'm supposed to take it easy and just take the money that i can but i fucking work my ass off for some reason and anything like it i i don't know i guess it's because i've worked before and i feel like the reason they keep calling me back is because i've always been good you know, I've always been decent. I'm always working at the hardest or the, the most selling, the the busiest stand, the one that sells the most, the one that brings in the most money. And I'm always moving and chucking and and and, and uh, just working my ass off, basically, you know. And uh, the guy that I was supposed to work with uh, just was, I don't know, he was just half-assing, man. He was just half-assing, started making money on the side and shit, and then he just wasn't helping out. So I was going to all four stands, helping all the girls out. Every time I saw a big line, I would reduce the line, go to the next stand, reduce the line, go to the next stand, reduce the line, go to the next stand. And then I would have to run back, check all four stands on what they were low on, and then I would have to refill that. And then I would have to run back to the stand that had a big line and help them out. And basically, that was my night on Saturday. Uh, uh, so that the, the guy ended up... Uh, selling water bottles which you can't do it's in the contract when those vendors sign to be at those uh festivals you can't sell water only the venue has the right to sell water in there you can sell your food you can sell your smoothies you can sell whatever you're selling but you cannot sell bottles of water only the venue has the uh right in that case at the festival to sell bottles of water and there's free aid stations free water refill stations anywhere throughout the festival so um, there's no excuse for them. But to make money, being that though there's long lines at those uh, water refill stations and shit, uh, the guy that I ended up working with ended up sending a water bottle to one of the employees, the staff, like the Hard Rock employees, the staff officials. And then they ended up telling, uh, sending an email to the boss, the main boss, which he wasn't there. It was like some uh, some guy running this show, which is maybe the reason why I was so unorganized. But who knows? Um. And they ended up sending an email to the actual boss, the owner of the vendor company. And then, uh, yeah, the Sunday came and that guy did not come. They basically told him, stay home. You're not allowed to go back. Uh, I don't know. I think the vendor got fined like $1,000, $1,500 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so Sunday was pretty much me by myself running everything over. And I was fucking tired by the time sunday came and for some reason sunday i left it was supposed to be the the day that i leave the earliest i was just supposed to wrap things up and leave and then i ended up leaving like you ended up i ended up getting home like four o'clock in the morning and mind you i had to go to work at 7 30 in the morning um yeah so i was one tired smelly stinky sloppy mess at work man uh, i remember driving home falling asleep uh that monday 
uh, kind of not falling asleep, but just like I, I would notice sometimes I would blink and uh, the blink wouldn't like be completed. <laughs> you know, like the eyes wouldn't open back up and shit. So uh, I ended up clocking in like 46, 47 hours in between those three days. And uh, yeah, man, my legs felt it. They were they were they I that just working this weekend kicked my ass, man. It really did kick my ass. But uh, I walked a total of 57 miles between those three days. Um, so it was pretty kick-ass. It was actually a nice workout. It was like time on feet type of exercise. So I, I can complain, but I am not complaining. <laughs> really. Made some good side money. Uh, you know, got to add it to the savings and fucking... Yeah, man. Just move on. On and forward. Today... I went on a 18-mile run, um, basically through the entire length of Key Biscayne and back into the city of Brickell. Um, kept it nice and easy. Uh, actually, I, I'm going to take that back. So I, I, I was r rather conservative, but I wanted to kind of pick up the pace-ish. So I was teetering between sub-eight minutes um, and uh, just like 8.10, 8.15 pace. Uh, for a good bit, around 14 miles, and then I hit a, a deep dive into the pain cave. Um, but I wanted to hit my goal of 18 to 20 today, so I just dug deep, slowed down a um, few seconds, maybe 8.35, 8.40 running pace around there. And then, uh, yeah, got the 18 miles done, man. Got the 18 miles done. Uh, knee started giving me a little pain towards the end of the run, so right now as we speak... I am icing it and just uh, mending it. Make sure it feels good. Make sure it stays feeling good, which is the main thing. And uh, yeah, I guess today when I go to work, I'll be sitting mostly. So that's a benefit. It's a nice little break. I won't be standing or walking around. And yeah, uh, that was my weekend, man. That was my weekend until now. Um, and now it's back to the build. Now it's back to building back up before I... We'll jump into a recovery mode and then jump into marathon training for the southernmost marathon in Key West, October 12th. That is my big race day. I will uh, most likely throw in some 5Ks in between then or some 10Ks. Um, I think me and my girlfriend are going to maybe participate. I, I want to put her on like a 12-week training cycle, see if she runs. Uh, she's super close to running a sub 30-minute uh, 5K, but... I actually think I can get that down a little more, at least for her, conservatively, with 12 weeks of consistent training and strength and conditioning, and I think I can get her, I just want to see what she can do, you know, I want her to, I want her to just give 100% and uh, be prepared as possible so she can run the best 5k she can, basically, and October 12th for me, that'll be the marathon, my first marathon, go at it. And uh, hopefully a sub three. That's what we're working towards. That's what this build is all about. And uh, that's what I'm fucking looking forward to. I'm looking at just crushing it, man. Getting into that, getting into that, training this mind, building a calluses of of just savagery and going into going into my head and and and, and being one with my body and making it run 26.2 miles in under three hours like the kick-ass machine that I know I fucking am. <laughs> that's that's my mindset right now and i think that's as long as it stays that way um some big goals are going to be met i can guarantee that so 
I also want to give a shout out to uh, Two Oak um, for sending me a, a couple of hemp oil CBD products to help uh, with my recovery process anytime I do some long runs, speed intervals, or just hard, long, uh, weekly mileage, or, or anything like that, or just everyday recovery needs. Big shout out to them. Make sure to go to do2oak.com and check them out. Um, and check them out on Instagram also, do2oak. Um, great company so far, man. Uh, the guy I've talked to on the DMs and everything else, like when we communicated, he's uh, super open, super uh, interested in what I do and, and, and um, my running and the podcast. And very nice to speak to someone who... who in in a sense gave a genuine first impression you know so uh check them out um i've been using them what three days now and uh i am looking forward to seeing the benefits that they bring you know as week in and week out goes by i will make sure to keep you guys posted i'll give reviews on the on the podcast and on my instagram page um so stay tuned man that's due to oak on Instagram and do2oak.com for their website. Make sure to check them out. And with that, I think I have covered everything I need to talk about this week. Uh, yes. Um, I guess this is that moment of the podcast towards the end where I drop some tidbits of wisdom or words of encouragement for you guys to take with you throughout this week and kick some fucking ass. And this week, it's accepting what you can and accepting what you can't control, people. And it is that simple. Don't stress the shit you cannot control. And do the most with what you can control. And that is it. There are so many things going around us that we get stressed about that ultimately we can't do anything about. If it's not something happening to your immediate family, immediate close friends, or, or, or loved ones in general... Or yourself. Do not concern yourself with it. And focus your mental energy. And focus all your effort on the things that you can control. And the things that actually have value and influence in your life people. Trust me. The benefits are going to pay in every aspect. They're going to pay out in every aspect of your life people. I can 100% guarantee you that man. Three things. Three things, people, that I want to leave you guys with. Be yourself at all costs, no matter around who or what. Be yourself at all costs. You can cheat somebody else. You can cheat whoever the hell you think uh, needs to be cheated. But when you look at yourself in that mirror, you cannot cheat yourself. Be yourself at all costs. Learn to love yourself at all costs. Your flaws, your imperfections, the things you're not good at. Just learn to love who you are at all costs. And lastly, you must do everything in your will, everything in your power, everything, all the effort you can possibly put into finding yourself at all costs. Self-awareness is the most powerful arsenal the most powerful weapon in your arsenal that you can possibly have find yourself at all costs people i will say it one more time find yourself at all costs and there will be nothing nothing that can stand in your way from whatever you want to accomplish 
nothing. This has been episode 45 of the Runner Under the Influence podcast. Follow me on Instagram, people. It is Frank the Running Tank. The podcast Instagram is at Runner Under the Influence Podcast. On Twitter, it is F the Running Tank. On Facebook, it's Franklin Presbot. Once again, big shout out to Two Oak for the products, Anchor for the fucking advertisement, and just fuck, man. Let's keep crushing it this week. Peace.